This is Corey Gray and Tony Stewart from Hairdistry. Thank you for tuning in to the Hairdressers Podcast. Now here's a word from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey y'all, this is Patty, Queen of the South. I just wanted to take a second to let y'all know how much Schedulicity has truly changed my life. Not only does it keep my clients involved and informed with everything going on through texts and emails, it also allows me to take payment using the app at a lower fee cost than any other app I've ever used. And As a family and a business, Schedulicity is truly there for you and really goes out of their way to make sure that you have exactly what you need to be successful as a business owner. And I mean, it just, it's beautiful energy, y'all. It's so nice to be around people who kind of get it, you know? And for that reason, I'm so grateful for Schedulicity and everything that they continue to do for me and my business. So if y'all have a second today, check out Schedulicity. Love and light, y'all. Hello, everyone. My name is Jerry Natuno, CEO and founder of Schedulicity, and we're proud to bring you this amazing podcast. Welcome to your day off. My name is Corey. And of course, I'm sitting with my boy, Tony. What's up, man? I wish I was sitting next to you, but how you doing, brother? I'm doing so good. Hey, so I'm excited about today. Uh, We kind of made a promise to our listeners, and and I think today we're uh, we're delivering on our to some of our listeners. Yeah, we're uh, pretty excited to have her back on the podcast. She's up to doing really good things uh, for the community, for for the hairdressers. So uh, we asked if she would come back on and uh, share what she's doing. And she agreed. That's awesome. Sharing her knowledge. So today we're bringing back, and we actually just talked to her, you know, about a month or two ago. Uh, we're, we're bringing back uh, Britt Carmichael. And uh, during the podcast, Britt talked a little bit about her shine school. And we asked that she would come in and she could kind of give us uh, give us the down low in the shine school. Um, this is going to be a series. So we're going to do a shine school series, a Britt Carmichael shine school series. It's going to be a six part, um, a six part series. And she's going to tell us all about shine school and and how to make you shine. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, I, you know, when we interviewed her last time, we were uh, really just kind of like became super fans. She's just just a genuine, really rich person, and uh, really loves our industry, loves people, and you know, so she has our heart, and so we're all in. We're all in. You ready to get your glitter on? Let's do it. Let's do it. So, Miss Britt Carmichael, hey, welcome back to your day off. Thank you so much for having me again, guys. I'm so pumped to share the sparkle magic and just bring some light to a world that needs it really bad right now. <laughs> I, I love it. I, thanks for sharing all your uh, your, your shine school uh, uh, information too. Yeah, I am so grateful that the conversation that we had really sparked a lot of thought and perspective about how we can step up in our role as hairdressers in a in a more impactful and a more powerful and connected way. 
you know, someone recently just asked me, actually GenBook, my online scheduling system, they had asked me to write a podcast for 20, or a, a blog for 2021 predictions in the hair world. Like, what are the hair trends going to be? I'm like, listen, y'all, the trends in 2021 aren't about the hair. They're about the heart and they're about connecting with our guests. They're about making them feel loved and seen and supported and like letting them know, like, hey, we care about you. Look at all this extra Clorox we're doing in here because we care. You know what I mean? Right. So, really going to be about communicating and connecting in a way that we've never done before. It used to just be so like, oh, you want highlights? Okay, great. Moving on. How's the weather? What's the holiday? You know, whatever the next holiday is, we'll talk about that. And I just really believe that what people need in general, whether it's the hair industry or anyone involved, we need connection now more than ever. In longevity studies, they have found that the people living to be the oldest ages are actually ones that have great connections and relationships with people. Not if they're vegan or if they run a marathon or if they orgasm every day. It's none of that. It's like actually the connection that you have with people. And Shine School was built based on the connections that I have with my guests that sit in my chair. Over a period of two years, as I shared on our last podcast, I went through a massive wake up call figuring out self-discovery, going on this journey inward to figure out why do I act the way that I act? Why do I believe the way that I believe? And why do I hate myself as much as I do? And it's until we start asking those questions, who am I, that we initiate that spiritual journey of self-discovery. And Shine School is exactly that. It's a six-week journey of self-discovery to figure out how to become your authentic self, free of all the fears that hold you back from authentically shining your light. And it took about two years of my own personal work and self-discovery, as well as interviewing all of my guests that sat in the chair, I started with the question that I shared with you guys last time, what are you passionate about? And then that evolved to their self-care routine, to their, you know, how much, how, how heavy is that burden you're carrying? Do you have goals and dreams? Are you working towards them? And I started to find that there were holes in people's approach and rituals to one, manifesting their dreams and two, loving themselves most importantly, because you can't manifest your dreams if you don't love yourself. Do you guys agree? hundred uh, percent. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you've got to, yes, we agree. <laughs> but if you do, you're not happy. A hundred percent. And that's it. I mean, so many people, we see so many wealthy, successful people that still don't have it. And that it isn't money. It's not fame. It's not all of the external things that we think we're going to get that sense of joy or fulfillment from. But ultimately it's the way that we feel about ourselves and the journey that we're choosing to be on. And a lot of people have forgotten that they have that choice and shine school is designed to help you reclaim your power. So you remember you have that choice. That's your freedom. That's your birthright that I think culture and society has taken away from us. They, they are programming us to be nine to five robots. And anyone listening here is uh, too creative to fit into a square shaped box. Okay. So well, I've, I've, I've never, I've never met a hairdresser that works nine to five. So I don't think any of us fit into that box anyways. No, no. I always say you can't fit a star in a square shaped box. And I know everyone listening is a hundred percent a star. And so after over these two years of my own personal spiritual awakening and self-discovery journey, I was asking all my guests as basically as like a test, they were my test people. Like, I'm like, I don't know. Let's just see if it like, do you journal? You know, do you have people you need to forgive? Like who do you surround yourself with? Do you actually have a schedule or routine? Do you do daily self-care rituals? And the answers blew me away. And mostly it was all no. And so I started putting together 
this program of all the tools and the rituals and the modalities that, that I was using in my own journey so that I could create a program, a framework, a step-by-step -step system for people to start from beginning to end so that they could have some kind of tool or process to help them on that spiritual self-discovery journey because it can be scary going inside alone. No one else is there to coddle you. You have to deal with your own darkness. And, you know, that can be intimidating for so many people that aren't um, prepared or ready for it or even know what they're expecting. So I wanted to be able to create a system to help guide people through this journey of learning to love themselves and being true to their authentic self. And so that's what this six part series is going to be all about yeah. is we through each module to kind of share what maybe, you know, take the tools of what you know and start implementing some of the things. There's going to be something out of these six series that is going to spark your motivation, your inspiration, or, or something where you're like, oh, you know what? I knew that, but I haven't been doing it. And the problem is we all know to love, but we're not actually doing it 100% of the time. So we all know what to do. A lot of the things I'm going to share, you're going to be like, yeah, I know to do that. But mm -hmm. if you're not doing it, then you're not leading by example. You're not being authentic or staying in alignment with your integrity. And ultimately that's what this is all about is figuring out who the hell are we so we can stay in alignment with our integrity. Because Love the second it. we step out of alignment, we feel depressed, we feel angry, we feel scared or not good enough or not worthy. And that can cause a lot of problems that start this big, massive spiral downward. And so this is going to stop that spiral and teach you to build a solid foundation to stand on. All right. We're sold, dude. So, so let's, let's, let, let, let's name it. So, so what's the first module in the, in the, uh, in the six week program? Yep. So the first module is create self-care rituals because it's called self-care because no one else is going to do it for you. And we wait until we burn out or we've given all we have to other people until we finally are like, okay, I guess I should take a bath <laughs> or okay, I guess I should do some journaling. And, you know, it's so funny because one of the lessons in module one is all about journaling. And whenever I asked my guests, I said, hey, what do you think about journaling? Do you do you do that? Do you like that? And her response is the exact reason why it made it into module one and not later in the program. She was like, absolutely not. I will never do that. I never want to journal. And I was like, OK, oh. resistance means we need that really bad. <laughs> in the first module. So the first module consists of creating sacred space, because if you have a cluttered environment, it's typically a reflection of a cluttered mind. And so we have to start clearing out space so that we can actually meet our soul. When our ego is busy yelling and screaming all these negative thoughts and crazy scenarios and made up stories, it's really hard for us to hear the gentle whispers of our soul. And so we have to create an environment that our soul is like, okay, I feel safe to come out and share now. And so that typically involves creating some kind of little space, whether it be, I mean, a lot of us don't have Zen dens at home. Okay. We don't have a full room dedicated to that. It could be as simple as creating a little space on the edge of your bed and on your nightstand, you have some crystals or your Oracle deck or whatever tool that you use for your daily routine. And so creating sacred space is the the precipice of getting this journey started. Because if you feel cluttered and it's going to feel like chaos and you're going to shut down and be like, nope, we're going to just pack that darkness back into the closet where it was. We're going to leave it alone. I mean, how many of you guys have a closet shoved with Christmas trees and just jump, you know, right. and 
ultimately creating that sacred space is helping us to assimilate and to um, release some of that junk that we're carrying physically, emotionally, and mentally. How do you support your, how do you support them? And like, I think we all agree that we need some kind of sacred space, but it's never that we need, that's not the question. The question is never that we need the space. The question is how do we get to the space? Do you do, you know, what's your coaching look like as far as like, okay, here's what we can do to create this sacred space. So it's for you. Do you kind of get what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, so then actually the next lesson will help you to, to create that unis within your sacred space. The first, the first step is to just identify where is that place going to be that I'm going to go on in a daily as a daily habit so that I know that when I step um, up to my altar or I go into the second bedroom with my yoga mat or I go into the back garage or the out you know outside because I love nature like first we have to identify where that actual like GPS location is going to be (laughs) now of course when you're traveling you just bring that space with you internally but it helps to have that physical external set so that you can build a ritual because we all know it takes about 21 days to create a habit. And Hey, if we can create bad habits, then we can also create good ones. So the first step is really identifying where is it going to be now, as far as like what is going to be in there for, for you, that's the second lesson. And that is a self-love status is figuring out like, where am I at on a scale of like one to 10 with my self-love? What are the things that light me up? What are the things that bring me joy? So what lights you up? That is a, a, a worksheet that you go through and shine school to write down what are all those things that do bring me joy that do make me feel good whether that be listening to relaxing music or playing music or animals or it could be anything and that's the beautiful part about shine school there's no fucking formula for like this is the perfect way that you do it and that's what i think everyone's looking for and that, that totally cuts them off from their intuition and their ability to choose for themselves so i have I have in Shine School in that first module uh, a worksheet for you to fill out for you to decide what are those things. So I'd love to know what are some of those things, Corey and Tony, that you guys love that you know you need a part of, whether that be reading, whether that be meditating, whether that be maybe like a yoga mat or just like some essential oils. You're like, mm, this gets me in the zone. Like when I smell that eucalyptus, I'm out, you know, like what are some of those things for you that light you up that, that would bring that sacred connection for you? For me, it would be the smell of wood burning and cooking outside and uh, those all-night barbecues that, you know what I mean, I'm just sitting there under the stars and it's just me and the grill and just that just takes me to a nice happy place and just able to to meditate out there. It's just, you know, that for me, that's that's what does it for me. Love that. That's Love awesome. That. Uh, it's funny that you brought up smell because I, um, I actually, uh, I was taking a yoga class and at the end of the yoga class, as you know, we're kind of like, you know, dead bodying, you know, the yoga instructor would come over and she would rub this lotion on your neck and your head. And, and it was only like for seconds and stuff, but it was like the most relaxing thing ever. And it was so relaxing that, that I went out and I bought that lotion and that lotion, just the smell of that lotion kind of brings me back to like, to, to that yoga class, which was just so actually, I, 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 I'm going to go grab that thing. But, um, but it kind of it kind of brings me back. But, you know, same thing I've, I've like in my practice uh, recently is I've been really uh, getting into stretching and stuff. So um, it, my stretching with with being able to kind of zone out in that um, and, you know, holding the stretches for one or two minutes. So you're really kind of getting into it. That's kind of been my like, um, you know, and it allows my my brain to kind of release a little bit. 
Yeah, that's such a great example too, because our senses actually help to invoke that power of ritual and like putting us back into the zone. I mean, if you smell like a cologne from eighth grade, you're like, mm, I remember what I was doing in eighth grade. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you smell that curb cologne, you know, okay? So it's just interesting how smells and the senses really help to activate like that connection with our soul. Oh, okay, I remember. Because our soul is just another sense. It's that sixth sense that we have been so removed from as far as like we're drowning out with all the notifications and this and that and like there's just way too much going on for us to be able to focus and so the first step is clearing out that space then going through the self-love status what do I need where am I stuck right now is my body stuck does my mind stuck is my anxiety and stress levels out of control like really kind of figuring out like what are those areas I like to think of life as a video game and every area of your life is like leveling up right? So like we have health, we have wealth, we have spirituality, we have connection, we have purpose, like we have all these different categories or buckets, if you will. And so I like to think about like, okay, out of all my buckets in life, which one is lacking the most at this current time, because it's going to be hard to have them all filled all the time perfectly, they kind of waver when you focus more on one area, things start to fall by the wayside, if you don't have a system and a plan in place to create balance. And so for me, it's really just about assessing where am I at? What needs fulfillment? What needs improvement right now? So once we figure that out and we go through the, what lights us up, smells, yoga, stretching. I love yin yoga, by the way, because it takes at least two minutes for you to actually create any kind of change in the muscle when you are stretching. So doing something very long and passive like that is extremely effective. And oh, I love it. Um, it's also, it's also really good to do right before bedtime, a yin yoga. It's very feminine and receptive and restorative. So love, love, love that. So, you know, Tony, for you, your sacred space could be, it, it could be different in that, like, okay, well, we're not going to bring the grill into the bedroom, right? So we're going to create our routines and our rituals around how can I spend more time getting out to the grill, preparing food, spending time doing the things that I love. And that is the next lesson in module one. And that's create your morning ritual. And it could be nighttime ritual too. I always like to start with the morning because how we start our morning is really a reflection of how the day is going to go, unless you choose to turn it around. But that's going to take some more conscious effort if you're if you're if you're lacking in staying um, committed to your self care rituals in the morning. It's going to be hard to consciously choose to turn it around. So it's great to start off on the right foot. And so creating our perfect morning ritual, we go through a worksheet on figuring out well what are those things that I need most for me to be able to start my day off right. So yeah, go for it. Oh, you're just, okay. Thought it was a question. Okay. So when we create our morning ritual, we have to be realistic with the time frame that we have. We all are given the same 24 hours in a day and it's how we allocate the time and energy and the actions that we're taking that matter and make most of the difference. So whenever we're setting up our morning rituals, we have to go, okay, well, realistically, what time am I going to, am I going to wake up and what time do I have to be somewhere? And then from there, I like to break down that, that, block of time, whether it be 30 minutes to three hours, depending on how you set up your day. In time, I have built more and more time for my morning routine. I have found as a creative, I don't function very well in the morning as far as like business ideas and, you know, like whatever, <laughs> contributing all my gifts to the world. I feel like for me, I have found that the more I spend time in the morning, filling up myself, doing the things I need, I can show up then with 100% to give. Not, oh, I didn't get to finish this, or I didn't take a shower. I'm like, oh man, I really was supposed to go do that chore, but now I have to fucking do this stuff. Like, you don't show up 100% present when you don't take care of you first. And I know so many people struggle with the idea of it being selfish. But if that's, if that's the belief you have, then you're just going to have to get comfortable with being selfish and recognize 
literally from a higher perspective that if we don't fill up our cup first, we have nothing left to give. And if anyone's hit burnout or resentment or a stroke, like I shared with you guys in the last podcast, then you'll know that it's absolutely required for you to be able to serve at your full capacity. And so we just have to kind of flip the script on how we've been doing things. It's always like, we got to be of service. We got to be of service, but they forgot to tell us that we have to serve ourselves first. And then from that space, we can then go out and be of service to the world. So the last, the last lesson in module one is a reflective um, lesson. It is all about the art of journaling and how to get started doing that. So many people have a big hurdle getting started because they don't know what to write or they don't want to mess up the paper. I see that a lot with us perfectionists, like creatives, like, well, what if I mess up? I don't know what to write. It's going to be perfect. Like tear, tear out the page. It'll be okay. (laughs) You can draw a line through it. It'll be fine. And that I think is the first lesson of you letting go of the little shit that doesn't matter. But inside Shine Squad, I provide you with over a hundred journaling prompts so that if you're like, I don't know what to, I don't know what to write. Well, I, you have it. You have a hundred options to choose from for you to start exploring because the truth is when we journal, the reason why it's so important is we create all the thoughts in our head, right? And all the problems also come up in our head. And Albert Einstein said that the same mind that created the problem can't be the one to solve it. And what he means by that is not going and asking your mama or freaking science, whatever. It's actually getting out of the perspective and the mind frame that you were in when you made the problem, because that was fear-based or whatever the case may be. It's not solution-oriented. What he means is getting into your intuitive mind, getting into that higher perspective to ask yourself, because the truth is all the answers you seek are within you, but you have to have the space to create you have to create the space for the answer to be received. And so journaling creates that space by getting out of your head and onto paper. So when you write, what has been weighing me down lately? You don't have to go on this crazy thought storm in your brain and then it goes down to this loop and then you just feel more depressed afterward. When you actually write it down, what is weighing me down right now? And you start to write, well, you know, I've been feeling this way and, you know, this relationship with this person has really, you know, created this riff in my emotions and you start writing it down. And as you get it out of your head and you read it on paper, it's like, it's like so much easier. You know, when your friend calls you and you're like, Hey, I have this problem. Can you listen? And you're like, Oh, duh. What the hell? It's this X, Y, Z, one, two, three, you got this. But we have the hardest time figuring out what our problems are and what eight, one, two, three X, Y, Z is. So journaling is like that best friend that's out of your head that will tell you the truth. Because when you read it, you're like, Oh, I'm fucking bullshitting myself. Like my bad. And it just makes it so much easier for you to find the solution that you're seeking internally rather than searching outside. Because we've all been looking outside of ourselves for ever that's called religion and it isn't working so we have to do something differently and that's turning in to seek the answers that are within you that's pretty cool yeah Yeah. and i can see that too because a lot of times you know it a lot of people bottle things up and they hold it in and even though you're not comfortable maybe sharing it or talking with somebody else that's a way a form of of communicating or letting it out is by writing it down too and so much so you don't like explode on anyone or people think you're crazy or, you know, like you can just get it out and like, okay, process it, come like walk away from it. You don't have to know the answer right away. You just have to purge it out because that's what emotions are. They're energy and motion. And if we hold on to a lot of them, it's overwhelming and draining and all, all the things, right? But if we feel the emotion and we deal with it in the, in the present moment, we say, oh man, I'm feeling so frustrated right now. Let me get it out really quick. And whether that be journaling, and at some point you'll get to where you can just talk it out, you know, like say it out loud, like, oh my God, right now I feel really anxious, like earlier today. 
I was supposed to have my 5,000 Oracle decks delivered to my storage unit while they're going into my office because the door was locked and no one can program it to get it unlocked. So I'm going to have to move these 5,000 decks twice. So guess what emotion came up for me? I'm so frustrated. Why is this happening? This doesn't seem very fair. Come on. Like, what's the deal? And I recognized that. And I was like, okay, I see how I'm feeling. I stomped it out like a little five-year-old. I clapped my hands. I cried a little bit and then carried on. And I was totally free of that emotion. But so many people get stuck in that in how overwhelming it feels. They hold on to it. They amplify it. They spiral down in it. And then it leads to this next emotion. And then all those other emotions that you were carrying, Tony, start to be like start to emerge because that one trigger like set you off that then stirred up all the other emotions that you've been carrying. So it's really important for us to recognize that energy in motion are emotions. So we have to move that energy as soon as we feel it rather than store it and hold on to it. I love it. I love also, I think uh, what journaling does too, is that it puts those thoughts in a different part of your brain. Like once you, once you, now you've made it physical, right? So you're not living in like, you know, that, that, that liquid of it, you know, you're not living in that, that, that fluidity of it, fluidity of it. But, you know, once you write it down, now it's in a different part of your brain, and you're able to let it go a little bit easier, or, you know, certainly you, what you've done is you've committed to identifying it. And that's yeah, a huge you step. Can't be- you have to then say, okay, I see the problem. What's the next step for me? What's that positive solution that I can move? Like, what's the next step? That's all I ask myself whenever there's an issue. What is that next step? And if you journal that out, like, hey, I'm having this problem right now. What is the next step? And you sit with that and you allow your that information to come through because I promise it's in there. Everybody has their own answer. Like, you are your own guru. So if you sit there and allow for that space to receive, it will come through. And it's so powerful whenever you realize that you have the answers to your own problems instead of like, I need to go to a psychiatrist or I need to go do this. And there's validity in using that and using a coach. But all of the work that I'm here to do is to help you reclaim your power and not keep giving it away to other people. All right, I'm going to go buy a journal. (laughs) (laughs) Brick, does Shine School have journals? Um, Shine School does not currently have journals, but it is on the list of creations for 2021. So I appreciate you asking as confirmation to know that that is happening. Bada bing, bada boom. Is there anything else in the first module? Um, that basically sums up create your self-care rituals. If you can get this down, if you can get module one of Shine School down, you are going to set yourself up for just so much more productivity and um, clarity in the future for what it is that you want to be doing with your life and what it is you want to be doing with your time. Because ultimately, when we when we reach the end of our road, we're going to look back and realize that our life was a collection of every single moment, not like this one thing we worked to get to. And so if we can manage our moments, then we can be guaranteed that we'll have an amazing life by choosing the experiences that we want to have. Boom. I love it. Brett, how do people find you or how do they find Shine School? Yeah. So you can find me at brittanycarmichael.com. You'll also find Shine School on my website or you can go directly to Brittany Carmichael slash Shine School um, and you can also find me on Instagram at the world by Brit and I'm happy to answer any questions that anyone has about setting up their self-care rituals or getting started in Shine School. I can't wait till next week. <laughs> me either, right? I can't believe we got to do this for six weeks, man. We want it all now but that's right. the way the cookie crumbles. Brit Carmichael, thank you very, very much for joining us on your day off. Hey, 
Hey, hey, so there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring, I don't know, for the last couple of months, actually since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five-star review on iTunes. Um, leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it. <laughs> yeah, totally forget about this message. We also want to thank Sarah and Blaine from Pretty Gritty. Uh, Sarah and Blaine, they are a band out of uh, Portland, Oregon, and we just want to thank them very much for allowing us to use their song, Pleased to Meet You, on our podcast. Um, that's cool. I think you can find, actually you can, you can find their music on, um, on iTunes. Peace and hair grease. <laughs> <laughs>